Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to East York's number one Degrassi podcast with your hosts, Linda Burke and Katie Durant. Now, let's get back to class. Hello, welcome to Degrassi Back to Class. I'm Katie. I'm Linda. And today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about the kids of Degrassi Street. Uh, We are both Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High fans, but the kids of Degrassi Street is new to us. Yes. Even though it's kind of the the, the bare bones, uh, it's new to us. So we're going to bring you on a journey through those episodes. Yes. So we we are reviewing three episodes from the kids of Degrassi Street. Ida makes a movie, uh, Griff makes a date, and Griff gets a hand. And later on, we'll be introducing a new segment called From the Degrassi Library. Stay tuned. So welcome again. Hello. Like we, like we said, <laughs> we are at a cottage. Uh, last time we recorded at a cottage uh, was, I believe, our what, our fourth or fifth? Yeah, episode it was of the just podcast. in. Yeah. yeah, and it was fun. It was fun to go to a cottage and record. Um, you know, you, there's no nothing to distract you here. Yeah. So we decided to do it again. Yeah. Uh, we are chilled out and. Uh, yeah, we just decided to watch some episodes on this nice, comfy couch and review them. And uh, yeah, they're pretty interesting. <laughs> it's funny because, I mean, I, as a Degrassi fan, did seek out Degrassi, Kids of Degrassi Street. Um, you couldn't get it on DVD for a long time, though. And it was on YouTube for a little while. Right. I watched a few episodes, but then it, because of copyright issues, it was taken down. So... I was never really able to watch much of the kids of Degrassi Street until now, and I ordered it on Amazon. Well, I remember hearing like when I watched Degrassi about the kids of Degrassi Street, but I didn't. It wasn't being it. aired. Yeah, and then when we started this, you ordered them right away, right? Yeah, I was like, well, we better get familiar with the kids of Degrassi Street because yeah. that's a huge part of yeah. Degrassi. So we uh, sat down and watched the first episode. Uh, and it's called Ida Makes a Movie, and it's, uh, it's wild. It's yeah. a wild episode. Yeah. So the main characters are Ida, and then this girl named Cookie, who looks like Molly from Annie. To me, she looks like Punky Brewster. You think she's Punky, yeah. 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 I forget, the, what's the name of the... Soleil Moon Fry. That's right. Yeah. She looks like Soleil Moon Fry yeah. to me. So there, Young Punky yeah. Brewster. And again, it's another episode where there's not a lot of adults in it. There's Ida's also Fred. Oh, so Fred. Fred. Yeah, Fred. Yeah. Annoying neighbor on yeah. Degrassi Street, I guess. We'll explain. So, yeah. yeah. So the idea of the episode is that Ida wants to make a movie. It's yes. just her fans. So her mom, who at first you don't even realize it's her mom. I think it's like her sister or aunt or something because she's not very mom-like. Yeah. She just doesn't seem motherly. So I'm really not sure. And they don't really introduce her as like... No. She, I don't even think that Ida says, Mom. I don't think so. I think later on um, she does. She does? So she is. She's to like, be the Mom, one? are you still proud of me if I don't win this award? Oh, that's right. So then I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right, so no, it's it was not believable. No. Mom. <laughs> no. It was strange. But it starts actually with uh, Ida is in a park with Cookie and there's garbage everywhere. Yeah. And like garbage everywhere. Like in an obsessive amount of garbage. An obsessive <laughs> amount of garbage, including a. Um, 
like a piece of bread with jelly on it. And like a jam side up. Jam side up on a, on the stool for the um, water fountain. And of course, of course, Ida steps on it. And then there's this like <laughs> slow-mo. We should have taken a screenshot actually and put it on our uh, Instagram. But the slow-mo shot of her actually stepping on jam sandwich. <laughs> So she's angry about garbage. So this is where her kind of vision comes from. Yeah. Uh, And there's a poster. There's a poster also on the water fountain that cookie sees. And she's like, Ida, read it to me. And it's about the movie making contest. And uh, Cookie's like, you should, you should do it. You should do it. And and, uh, Ida's like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So it's using her hands as a camera of like, kind of like. You know, pretending her hands are a camera. Yeah. I guess it's a kid. It was very, I, I could see myself doing something like that as a kid. It's totally arty. <laughs> like, this episode is totally arty. And I think, too, when you're watching it, it's hard not to think about the future, like, the future, like, to come in Degrassi, that you're like, yeah. I don't know what to do with these characters, because some of them are still there, some of them are not. So you're, you're kind of like, what's like what's happening? But it's the first show of anything. Like, the first show of anything's kind of weird when you and watch. And it is so different. Yeah. Like, it is just so different. The the shots um, are much longer. Yeah. There's a lot less editing. Um, obviously, super low budget. Um, lighting, not so great. But lots of garbage. Lots, lots of, of garbage. garbage. So in it could they be... Didn't, they, they didn't uh, cut out on the garbage. No. <laughs> so then, so Ida goes to her mom slash whatever's house, or her house, and she wants to find a camera to make this movie. So she finds a camera in this kind of tickle trunk of toys that her mom had. Yeah. And then takes it to the best guy that we've ever seen in a grassy episode, the 70s. Uh, 70s looking uh, camera Cameraman. guy. Cameraman. Yeah. Working at the camera Who, store. Australians that are listening, can you let us know if that's an Australian accent? Yeah, we're, he does have a different accent. We were like, is it Australian? Yeah. So correct us. I, I, I lived in the UK for a while too, and I used to get called American. So we're apologizing if yeah. we're calling you Australian when you're not. So just to throw that yeah. out there. But um, just to describe the man a little bit. So he's got the weird accent. He's got some fab, like tinted glasses. Oh yeah, they're sweet. Afro, beard. Kind of looks like he could be like in a porno. Oh, total porno. <laughs> this guy, this guy, this guy's been We like him though. Yeah, yeah. he's funny. Yeah, he was kind of cool. Yeah. So she brings it to him and then she realizes that she needs $20 to mm-hmm. fix it pretty much, mm-hmm. right? $20 in, actually, I'll even give give you the, the... It was 1892, I think. It was, I think this was filmed in 1979 because I heard that's when... Kids of Degrassi Street started. Okay. However, the air date of this episode, and mind you, it's the pilot, so it probably took a lot longer to make. Uh, it was September 20th, 1980. Wow. So I wonder $20 for 1980, what that would be today. There's got to be a um, computer. There's got to be a Google thing for that. A lot yeah. of money. Yeah. So then I just Especially for like, I don't know, nine-year-old child. <laughs> so then Ida just decides to sell everything in her house mm-hmm. and has this garage sale, which I don't think I saw any parents at. No. No. So no then, parents. Fred, oh no, 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 at first Cookie says to Ida, you should have a bake sale. And then Ida says that she can't bake. And then we were wondering if Cookie baked. <laughs> which, With a name like Cookie, she should yeah, have a bacon. Yeah. So um, she has this garage sale, and then uh, uh, Katie's boyfriend actually comes in <laughs> and notes that there was not any vinyl for sale at the at the garage sale, yeah. but there was a World War One helmet yes. that this neighbor kid Fred, Fred. puts on. And then won't give her any money for. Um, he finally gives her seventy five cents. Oh yeah, he does. Give I'm her sure it's worth cents. a lot more than that. You yeah. know, World War One helmet. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, yeah. And then there's a lot of hats in this episode. Uh, she has Ida has a beret on, and they're like, she's like, it's not a hat, it's a beret. Um, there's just a lot of hats. Yeah. And weird um, dressing up in like lady outfits for the movie. Yes. I thought that was Cookie a bit dressed strange. up in this weird like woman's like seventies. 70s dress kind yeah, of thing but it's strange she's playing yeah. this raggedy Ann doll yeah and uh oh i just realized that that's the second beret in degrassi remember when arthur gets his beret oh yeah, yeah that's great yeah um so cookie does get the money from the yard sale to be able to ida oh sorry and, well i guess both of ida. them no it was ida though yeah uh ida goes back to, to our favorite cameraman <laughs> and is able to repair her camera so she's able to make her movie. Okay. So she sh- sets it up in the front of her... Her house. House. Which, by the way, uh, it's 98 Degrassi Street. Okay. If anyone wants to go and track that down. Uh, that's the house of Bruce Mackey. 
um, which we've already mentioned in our podcast that um, his house was used for the filming of the first episode as well as some additional episodes of Degra- Kids of Degrassi Street. Yep. Um, also, he was a teacher at Dundas, which is the school where Kids of Degrassi Street was filmed all of the um, classroom scenes right. and outdoor scenes um, was at Dundas Street Public School. So he was a librarian there. Um, and actually, I found out that some of his students were cast in the Kids of Degrassi Street. Mm. Um, we know that Arlene Lott wasn't yep. because she said she got her uh, thing from Moore Street Public yep. School. But I wonder which actors in the Kids of Degrassi Street were actually... You know, in his class? His students. Yeah. And a lot of his ideas, I guess because he was friends with Kit and Linda, a lot of his ideas of teaching um, and the things that he got that got brought up in his classroom were things that they used as episode material. Right. Which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's how it should be, really. So. Yeah. Um, so then what else happened? Okay, so she sets this, this movie up, mm-hmm. and Fred's in the movie, and Cookie's in the movie, and they're just just running around running around garbage. trying to pick up garbage and she's wearing this adult weird dress and she's just running around trying to pick up garbage fred's wearing the world war one helmet which he loves and it, it's very heavy i don't know how actually how his head withstood it yeah exactly and then so thing. she's like okay go and she sets up the shot where the garbage uh guys are actually coming down on the garbage truck mm-hmm. but then fred grabs her the raggedy and all. Yeah. And that, yes, this is actually happening. <laughs> We're not, you know. Uh, so then he grabs it and puts it near the pile of garbage. And then the garbage men grab the raggedy and all, even though she's screaming at them to put her dolly down. And they <laughs> launch it in the in the garbage truck and then they leave. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. And that's the film. And it's funny that's because, I mean, maybe I'm thinking Ida maybe wanted it. Like, I mean, it obviously didn't go at all what her no. vision had been. Yep. But, you know, she doesn't do another take or anything. No, just one take. Just one take of the for one this take. film. And, I mean, mind you, I guess she couldn't get the garbage people to come back until next week. So <laughs> so what happened to Raggedy Ann in it? Is she gone? She's gone. She's gone. Oh, She's yeah, gone. she got crushed. So it's kind of a little traumatizing yeah. for kids watching that, I think. Like, yeah. If I was a kid and I was really attached to a doll... That feeling of like losing it in a garbage truck, that's really yeah. kind of upsetting. Yeah. And it was just, I don't know, strange. So then all of a sudden, they, she puts this, this movie into the contest. Yeah. And it turns into be a movie about war. I don't quite knew, know how that kind of got there. So I think the people who, the adults who are watching the movie, um, just totally misinterpreted her idea and thought it was about war because Fred was wearing the helmet there, and it was children in war, right? Yeah. And fighting over the doll and the oh doll yeah, being there were some slow mos, yeah. You know, like so they had a much deeper, more complex understanding of her silly little movie about garbage. So, so they she, yeah. they sent her a letter saying that they would like to put her. You know, she's one of the finalists in the contest, and and in the letter it says that with your movie about war. And so she knows that they didn't think it was about garbage. She tells Cookie. She's like, Cookie, um, look, this is exciting, but they think it's about garbage. So then it's the whole debate of, okay, well, should Ida be honest and say that the movie's not about war? And it's about garbage. And it's about garbage. Then she's afraid that they wouldn't even consider her movie to be part of the um contest yes and then she worries that her mom will not love her if she doesn't win the award yeah and that's the true mom moment that we actually see from ida's mom and cookie in retaliation uh because she wants uh, ida to tell everybody it's about garbage she says and i quote i did a garbage dance not a war dance (laughs) (laughs) so she's against that that. that was a great line yeah 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 um so they do go to the, um, I guess it was the auditorium where the contest was being held. Yep. And um, they call up Ida, and Ida doesn't want to go up because she knows she won the award when she feels that she shouldn't have. Yeah. So she just comes clean on stage and says, Hey, this movie was about garbage. Yep. I don't deserve the award. And she starts to walk off, but they decide, No. And, and I think that's the thing about art. Yeah. It doesn't matter, like, what the artist was trying to show if you have a different interpretation yeah, of it's it, it still yeah. doesn't change the art really like i don't know if that's the idea um it was based the whole episode was based on a story 
Um, it was a, based on a book uh, by Kay uh, uh, Caracol. But yeah, so it's actually actually wrote the book and they decided to make it as the first episode of Degrassi. So it's not one of Kit and Linda's... We should read that book. Yeah, yeah. we should. Yeah. Um, but it's not really like an original kind of idea, the pilot episode. And there's not a lot of... There's some Degrassi flavor into it, but even that episode that we watched that we're going to talk about next, it was more Degrassi-ish. Like that one was just very... I don't know, out there a little bit, but yeah. it gets it started. But that's the whole thing. I think that there's so many episodes of TV shows when you watch the pilot, you're like, this is not at all a lot of like the rest of the series. And so it was made um, as an after school special on CBC. Wow. And then after that, I guess CBC gave Kit and Linda some more money so that they could make five more episodes. And then after those five, then it eventually turned into the 26 episodes series. Yep. That we are watching today. So um, I, I will say that I've been at this cottage uh, for a bit longer than Linda's <laughs> been. I was here last week with my niece and nephew and my family. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? Um, oh, hear that, Linda? Oh, it's the garbage It's the truck. garbage truck. <laughs> the garbage truck is outside our cottage right now. How fitting. Okay, anyways... Um, so I was like, I have, you know, my DVDs up here. I haven't really had a chance to watch all these episodes of Kids of Degrassi Street. And I was like, what a great time. Like, my, my nephew's, um, turning nine in November. And I thought, you know what? He's the right age, I think, that I can introduce the Kids of Degrassi yeah. Street. So I was like, great. I'm going to put it on. And he had no interest. No, none. No. No. Hilarious. He just, like, wanted to go and play the iPad, and he was just like, no. He wasn't, like, totally adamantly against it, like my niece was. My niece is, like, shouting, like, no get grassy! No get grassy! <laughs> 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 oh, man. They're cut out of the will. <laughs> they said it publicly. But, yeah, so I, it's funny because, I mean, I really wanted to see if uh, the kids at Degrassi Street would hold up, um, you know, for yeah. kids today. Because at I we had a yard sale at my house um, a couple weekends ago, and um, a teenage girl recognized the sign I made for my pies because I put uh, the zit remedy on my sign, and she was like, "Oh, Degrassi!" And her parents were like, "Oh, look!" And awesome. then I then I talked to them about you know Degrassi and the podcast and everything, and they like she was so excited. So, Love it. Well, that's it. It's, and you know, people are going to pick up stuff that other people aren't into, Yeah, right? I guess yeah. I shouldn't generalize and think that just because my nephew doesn't like <laughs> Kids of Degrassi, no, <laughs> no kids will like it. Actually, listeners, if you have um, any younger niece, nephew, children, um, and you've introduced Degrassi to them... Tell us about it. Tell us what about it. About? I'd love to know. I would love to know, um, yeah, if, if it holds up and kids still enjoy it. Yeah, well... Maybe don't watch this Ida. Yeah, maybe the Ida episode is not a good, <laughs> good. introductory point. And there's, there's oh, one thing we forgot to mention. There's a lot of Charlie Chaplin references in this. Yeah. There's a poster called The Kid. And in it, in the actual movie, they actually screenshot to kind of black, old school, silent movie things. And now then, and at the end of it, it goes into the black thing with like a pink little... We'll, we'll screenshot it and put it on our Instagram, but then it does the end, like all silent movies do. Yeah. It was very, very strange. Yeah. But, well, it's not yeah. very Degrassi-like, no. but, yeah. you know, they're just kind of experimenting at that point, I suppose. Right. So, so the right. second episode second that episode we watched, watched today, basically, like, um, if you go on, I don't want to just, like, advertise Amazon. I'm sure you can find it outside of Amazon, but the Kids of Degrassi box set that I purchased has uh, three discs. So we decided basically to watch one episode from each disc. So we chose Ida Makes a Movie because it's the first one. Yep. Um, then we decided, well, we should do the last one, which we'll talk about later, but because it's the last one. Yep. Right? It's one right before they change into Degrassi Junior High. So we wanted to watch the first and the last, and then we had to choose one that would be kind of in the middle. So I wanted something from disc two. And I remembered Wheels... What we know is Wheels, yes. Neil Hope, played the character Griff. So the title, Griff Makes a Date. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. What's going on? That sounds interesting. Because, De like, in Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High, um, Wheels didn't really have any love interests. No. You might remember. I mean, there was, um, Heather was interested in him. 
Yeah, but, but that he, didn't work out. He was just kind of like, meh, he made out with her. That was it. You know, but there wasn't really any The love. only love interest that he had is Karen from Calgary. Karen from Calgary <laughs> and school's out. Yeah, that's it. And still, we, we, she's still a mystery. Yeah. So, so anyways, I wanted to see if Griff makes a date to find out, ooh, who is like... Neil Hope gonna have a date with. So this is where, <laughs> like, this episode is where I got the real Degrassi feel. And, yes. Um, um, also, just before we start reviewing, yeah. it, just to give you a, a date for this one, because I went and did a little research. So Griff makes a date. It was aired January eighteenth, nineteen eighty five. Okay. So, yeah. Five years difference than the pilot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, it it starts with a quite like. We're going to give a spoiler here. Spoiler alert. So it starts with Mike from Mike and the Drifters. <laughs> Mike and the Drifters! Being uh, Wheels, who is named Griff. So in it, his name is Robin Griffiths. Mm-hmm. So they kept, and they call him Griff, where it's Derek Wheeler, and they call him Wheels. Personally, I think from this episode, Griff's name should have been Boots. Boots. <laughs> <laughs> that his boots are disgusting in it. He's got these, he's wearing these massive boots and they're all untied and it's like when, when he around. walks down the street all you see is like the boots and i literally have katie so when katie and i do this we watch episodes and make notes i really just my first note was griff open boots open boots <laughs> yes. yeah so in it he's a little artist this is how it starts he lives with his brother so you kind of they don't say what's happened to his parents yet uh, but you kind of get the little inkling. And it's the same apartment that Rick Monroe's in. Yes, yes. from Degrassi Junior High. From Degrassi Junior High. Exact same yeah. apartment from the outside and the inside. Yeah. Um, same fridge where the Cokes were. Yeah. Um, so same apartment. And so it's Duke, his brother, Mike and the Drifters, dude. Yeah. Uh, or Mike of Mike and the Drifters, Wheel's biological father. Yeah. Plays his brother, who's now kind of taking care of him um, as... The adult figure, I guess, in Griff's life. And he's um, not, yeah, he's not really a parent. He tries to be a parent, but he seems to hate school for some reason. Yeah. Right? So Which is not a good message for no. Griff. So he's kind of anti-school. And in it, we were really shocked. At the very beginning. Oh, very beginning. Scene. He says when um, Griff, a.k.a. Wheels, is leaving for school... He says, watch out for those retarded teachers. Yeah. Or don't let those retarded teachers oh, push you around. Just, we, yeah. were, and we were like, we're okay. Like, what? What did he wait, just wait say? Wait a minute. Yeah. Um, but that is actually the theme of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the underlying theme, aside from him um, kind of falling in love with Lisa, uh, a.k.a. Caitlin. Yes. Right. Yeah. Stacy Mystician is in it. She plays Lisa when she's in the Kids of Degrassi. So she's actually the love interest in this episode. Yeah. So she's come back to Toronto because she was from out west. She, her, yes. So I, I have to just cut in here for yeah, a second because I did watch a significant amount of Kids of Degrassi last week when I was here <laughs> at the cottage. Um, so there's one episode. It's the Canards move out. And so Lisa was in the Kids of Degrassi up to that point And then her family moves out west. So she goes and moves to Vancouver. And this is really just like three episodes later, she's moving back. Yeah. 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 And um, we find out that she's moved back because her baby brother, who wasn't born yet, he's now born, (laughs) um, he has been having some difficulty and they've had to take him to the hospital and get lots of tests done. And so they they moved back to Toronto because of the sick kids hospital. Um, so that's why she's back. And also in the episode, um, we have a teacher who we call, we've been, we were calling her pre-Avery. Pre-Avery. Yeah. Mrs. Gonzalez. Um, who wears the best sheep sweater I've ever seen in my life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's got good fashion, just like Avery. I guess that's why we're calling her pre-Avery. And she's very sweet. Um, so she tells the students that they need to make a one minute speech. And she says to Lisa... Um, you can, you can write it about your adventures, like adventures in Vancouver or whatever. I'm like, what kind of teacher, like if you're making it open for everybody to choose their own topic, why are you going to make her do her adventures in Vancouver? Maybe she doesn't want to write that. (laughs) But she's still cool. The teacher seems cool. She's got a little bit of Avery vibe to her. Yeah. Um, but Griff in this episode, he just kind of has a bad attitude and I'm thinking it's because of Duke. His brother is a bit Yeah, it's a bad influence. So we meet Danny, who Danny is uh, like the sweetest crossing guard ever, mm-hmm. but they haven't put, they actually call him mentally handicapped. 
Um, and they make kind of weird references that he doesn't look retarded. Yeah, like Casey, who, um, she played Susie in Degrassi Junior High. I think her name's Sarah Charlesworth. Yep. Um, she is besties with Lisa. Um, she introduces Lisa to the new crossing guard, and then she explains, he's mentally handicapped. You know, retarded. Yeah, Kind of like, that's that's the more common term that they use. Um... And I mean, I remember in the 80s, like I do remember in the 80s and even early 90s, people are still using the word oh, yeah. retarded. Oh, yeah. You know, it was normal. And that's what kids did. They did. That was the term they were using. Right. But I love how they used this to talk about it. This issue. Exactly. Right. They used it as a platform to kind of tell people like, you know, that might not really be the term that you should use. Um, so we saw that... Casey and Lisa are in a restaurant. Um, for those of you who live in Toronto, you may know recognize the restaurant. It's the Thirsty Duck yep. on Queen East. Queen and Carla. <laughs> yep. Queen and Carla. It's actually called the York Cellar Restaurant. And so Lisa te- or Casey te- teases Lisa about liking Griff in this um, restaurant. And uh, they go, they totally like, uh, like teenage girl out on this too. So yes. they're, they're giggling. They're talking about oh, having like. Oh, your heart's uh, like a flutter. And then they go back to Lisa's house and they crank call him. Mm-hmm. As uh, we did in the 80s, as right? As we did in the 80s. And then Duke answers the phone and then they just giggle repeatedly when Griff takes the phone. Yeah. Um, so we understand that now, okay, Caitlin, sorry, a.k.a. Lisa, uh, and Wheels, a.k.a. Griff. I should keep the original names, but I can't. <laughs> um, they're kind of checking each other out. There's a, little, there's a little love going on there. Yeah. And... Um, so when they crank call, when they crank call Griff, Duke afterwards, um, like he just overuses the word retarded oh, yeah, in this episode. Crazy. Like they, they really put that, you know, in your face. Um, so he, he goes, uh, when the girls call Griff yeah. afterwards, he's like, maybe you're not such a retard after all. Cause yeah. Griff is picking up some ladies. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It's kind of weird. And you see kind of Griff get more angry by the way that his brother is treated. Mm-hmm. Or by the very story that his brother treats him. Oh, and also, Griff is a big uh, cartoonist in this. He he has a lot of drawings. Yes. So he's drawing pictures of Lisa. And then... Pete, uh, a.k.a. Alex Yanko, takes one of the pictures of Lisa and shows it to her. And then she gets all embarrassed. And there that's where all the kind of love and the flutters and it's all yeah. happening. Um, and, oh, Pete talks about his speech all the time in it, that everyone wants to hear about his speech. No one cares about Pete's No one cares speech. about Pete's speech. It's kind of the same, yeah. Alex, in it. Yeah, his character, Pete, he's in the Kids of Degrassi a lot. He is. Um, I mean, Alex Yanko was kind of a background character up until Degrassi High when they wanted, um, you know, Tessa Campanelli to, like, start... Hanging out with dudes, yeah. (laughs) Um, I wonder if they had, like, a vision when they were doing that, that down the road they were going to make schools out, by the way. I just... I don't know. Yeah. Um, What else happened this episode? Oh, yeah. Uh, They talked about Harlequin romance novels, um, which was hysterical. Casey is hilarious. Yeah. She's awesome. She's the perfect wing woman, too, uh, because every time that um, Griff shows up and she wants just her Griff and Lisa to hang out, she takes off. She finds a way to take she off. She finds a way to get out of there. She's such so yeah, good. Yeah, she's great. Oh, yeah. also, too, about the prank phone calls, they did, that was pre-Star uh, 69. Yeah. So you could get away with it, which yeah. is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, what happens next? Next we find out yeah. that Nicholas, who is Lisa's baby brother, um, she sees... Uh, her mom and dad come out of a Beck taxi. Yep. And Same she's colors. expecting to see her baby brother with them, but he's not. He's in the hospital. And dad pulls her aside and has to explain to her that he will be mentally handicapped for the rest of his life. And what that means, and he's like, um, you know, he'll just be slower at learning things. But, you know, it's a bit of a shock for Lisa. Um, you know, she wants to know why. Yep. And, you know, dad explains it really well. He's like, these things happen. It's not anybody's fault. Yeah, it's cool. It's good parenting. Yeah. But then we see also her mother is reading um, this weird guide. And it actually says on the front, guide to mental retardation. Yes. It goes, listen, please. You're gu- a guide to mental retardation. 
Yeah. So this episode has that word all over it and yeah. the theme all over it. So whilst this is going on with baby Nicholas, Griff is really mean to Danny, mm-hmm. the crossing guard. Does does he he calls him a retard, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he totally disobeys disobeys all of his rules and Danny's just trying to help. Yeah, Danny's just like, you know, trying to make sure the kids are safe. Yeah. So then so. finally Caitlin uh Casey makes Caitlin f- faint in front of uh, Griff, because men like damsels in distress, apparently. Um, <laughs> so they they kind of, okay, back and forth again. And then Griff comes up and says hi to Kate, Kate, oh my goodness, to Lisa in the hallway. Yeah. So then he goes, oh, can I walk home with you? Casey does the right thing. Perfect wing, wing woman again, takes off. So yeah. they go up to cross the street, and Danny's there, and Griff has a super attitude with Danny. And again, calls him retarded in front of Caitlin. Yeah. And Caitlin's not having it. And can I, I just have to rewind just a little bit here. Yeah. Before they get, they're walking down the street, Griff and Lisa, they're about to come up to the crossing guard. And Griff is talking about how, you know, he doesn't have a good reputation at the school. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. And he goes, once you get a label, that's it. Whoa. So it's kind of funny that he understands that. Yeah. But he... Um, well, he doesn't. <laughs> well, he doesn't really have any guidance either. He's got this jerk older brother. Yeah. And then Lisa kind of comes into his life. So this this blows up. Yeah. And she's not happy with it. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Griff says, you're, you're a retard. Everyone knows that. And he's, and poor Danny's just like, there's nothing wrong with me. Isn't that sad? Yeah, it's yeah, sad. It's a, it's a really sad moment. But it's a good teaching lesson. Yes. Because, so we get back to the speeches. Um, well, now the speeches are in the class, right? This yes. is the next part of it. We see Casey, who has been reading Harlequin romance novels all summer. And watching um, soap operas. She does her she does her speech about <laughs> soap operas and how um, people shouldn't take them seriously. And, and they're the, just yeah. entertainment. I thought that was a hilarious speech for her to give. So, yeah. I like that in this episode, you see more of the comedy that you see yeah. later on in Degrassi. Yeah. So they really start to get in the groove of that. So that's yep. good. Um, but so, yeah. So then Lisa gets up and she has her speech on her quote unquote retarded baby brother. Yes. That everyone is using this word over and over again, but she breaks it down saying that this is not a bad thing. Yes. He's going to learn slower. Mm-hmm. And I like the line that she said. She goes, uh, they're the one with the handicap. Not him. Oh, that's good. When they don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. And Griff's uh, rocking a cute little cravat underneath his white shirt. He has like kind of like an ascot, but the funny thing is, it's like he had that same thing as a headband earlier. Oh, he's just making it work. They just are reusing their costumes and (laughs) making them function differently. And then when uh, Lisa's speaking about her brother, Griff kind of looks angry at himself that uh, he maybe used the wrong words. Yeah. So he, when all the speeches are over and she gets an applause, her, uh, Lisa and Casey are walking back and then Griff runs after them Yeah. to Lisa to apologize how he's treated. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny. Apologize to Danny too. Yep. So he gives, he gives Danny a drawing yep. um, of, of himself, of Danny, um, and he apologizes to Danny. You can tell it's really heartfelt. It's yep. really sweet. And, uh, yeah, your drawing's really cute. And then it ends with them in the restaurant. Yeah, um, Thirsty Duck. <laughs> the Thirsty Duck with Griff and uh, Lisa talking about, I don't know, just hanging out. Yeah, and talking cute. things through, too. Yeah. Like, they talk, you could tell they're talking things through. Oh, I, like, I think Griff says something like, I didn't understand, you know, how mean it was to say that, yeah. you know. That's my, I hear my brother say it all the time. Yeah. He even says that. So they yeah. talk things through and they kind of end it cute in the restaurant. Linda, I think when we get back to Toronto, we need to go for a date at the Thirsty Duck and have a Sunday. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know if the Thirsty Duck even has Sundays, but I think we have to do it. We're gonna have a, li- a liquid Sunday. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right. So the final episode that we reviewed um, again was more Griff and a lot of Lisa as well. Yeah, like, that was is- not intentional, by the way. We just kind of picked these episodes. Yeah. Um, I, I will tell you though, because I have been kind of going through these episodes. I haven't been going through them in order um but there's some really great episodes that i can say i mean some it's hit and miss with yeah. the grassy because the grassy street i absolutely love well of course i love the ones with rachel yep um i love um connie makes a catch 
Connie, who played Trish in Degrassi Junior High, um, is absolutely adorable in that one. Um, yeah, I, Martin Hears the Music is, again, yeah, classic. one I really like. I really, I kind of, ha- I have a love-hate for the character of Martin Schlegel, because <laughs> he's so, like, moody and stuff, but at the same time, he's hilarious. Yeah, no, so, like, there's a lot of great episodes, a lot of great characters. Char- some some of them did continue on to be in Degrassi Junior High, others um, we haven't seen since Degra- uh, Kids Degrassi yeah. Street. So, um, yeah, I can't just recommend how highly if you're a Degrassi fan you need to order these DVDs and just order them give it a give it a watch it's really yep. it's a trip and it's a lot of on location shoot shooting so it's parts of Toronto that we haven't seen um in Degrassi Junior and High or Degrassi High different. and they look completely different some of them look completely the same too yeah but it's like so much on location that as somebody who lives in the neighborhood it's really cool yep. to see so, so the last, this is the last episode of the series. It's called Griff Gets a Hand. It, it also was another January episode. It aired January 5th, 1986. Okay. And it was the last episode of the kids at Degrassi Street before they moved on to make Degrassi Junior High. So it's focusing on uh, graduation. Yeah. And getting all assignments done and everything for the year. Yeah. Um, and also Danny is quite focused again in this one as well. Yeah. Um, and what have, they also focus on uh, death in this fam- in this in this episode. Um, Griff is struggling with school a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his brother is still kind of a douche to him, so he doesn't quite. Yeah. He, he's still a little bit angry and carries a little bit of heaviness around. The funny thing I found also about Griff, though, about him struggling in school is that he actually does kind of he wants to do well despite the fact that his brother is so anti-school. Yeah. Like he's not doing well in school, but he kind of, he wants to do well. You could tell there's a, there like he he asks Lisa for help in it. Yes. And I mean he wasn't asking for help just because he has a crush on Lisa. Like you it did actually, help though. You can actually see that like he does want to do well in school, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah. So he sees that she. I think um, Lisa helped another person in class. Yeah. Oh Connie. I Connie. think. Connie. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, oh thank you so much. I have a, a B plus now instead of a C. So Griff and Lisa um, go and hang out. So she tries to tutor him a little bit at his place. Yeah. In it, you see a picture of his parents mm-hmm. um, while they're working. And Lisa opens up to Griff and says that her, her biological mother died. When she was two years when old. When she was two years old. And then she's like, well, are these are your parents. Your mother's very beautiful. And Griff's like, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. So there and, and you kind of realize. And he also said it's only been two years. Okay. So he's not ready to talk about the death of his parents and after two years. So. Um, Which is kind of, it's wild when you watch these episodes because you know the character, yes, the name changed to Wheels, mm-hmm. has the same issues that yeah. they had to this character, which is kind of really cool. I was like, okay, yeah. they wanted him. Because there obviously is similarities to these two characters. They're pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it gives you an idea of what's kind of going on in the background. Yeah. Um, again, his brother is still, like, Duke just pushes him and pushes him and push him, pushes him. And uh, Griff wants him to go to his graduation. And then Duke says, no way, you'll catch me in a school. Yeah, so Duke is just a bad attitude, doesn't really make a very good parent, um, and definitely not what Griff really needs at that time. And that's when so he kicks off on him. So that's kind of like also, I think also maybe why Griff started to bond with Danny, yes. the crossing guard. Yeah. And um, in the very, actually one of the opening scenes, um, uh, Griff is crossing the street and he asks Danny, how's your headache? There's a bit of foreshadowing there. Yeah. And Griff is drawing a picture oh, for yeah, Danny. So Danny's like, that. "Where's? Uh, do you have my picture? Do you have my picture? And so, like, Griff has already made a picture for Danny when he gave him the apology from the previous episodes re- episode re- we reviewed. But Which I know sound very similar. There, yeah. There's another picture he's working on where he's making it in color this time. Yeah. So Danny, the crossing guard, is very excited to get it. Um, but he's because Griff is struggling in school... And he needs to focus so much time and attention on his school um, work. He is not able to spend a lot of time working on this picture. And um, we also see Miss, Mrs. Gonzalez again, uh, the teacher, pre-Avery. Yeah. Um, she's, she's telling him, like, you gotta, you have a lot of work that you need to get completed if you want to graduate. So it's kind of him graduating is in question, too. Because he, he has a little bit of struggle. He gets help from uh, Lisa. And then he gets, so something then terrible happens in the episode, and 
Miss Gonzalez tells everybody that Danny actually died of an aneurysm. Um, So this really affects all the kids, but especially Griff, because Griff's found that common bond with Danny um, of being friendly and helping him lead him to Lisa a little bit. He just, it's his friend. Yeah. Um, So he is just carrying this drawing around everywhere, and they want it for the yearbook. They want to dedicate something to Danny for the yearbook, but Griff won't give this up. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we know, he's dealing with issues about his mom and his dad and this drawing. So he goes back and sees Duke again and Duke harasses him a little Duke, bit more. Like Duke was like, one thing I liked also in this episode was yeah. that Duke says, don't let those retired teachers push you around. Right. Yeah. Saying that line again. But this time Griff stands up and says, they're not retarded. Yeah. You know? So he's so he's, learning. he's getting angry at his brother. Yeah. And it, I think it leads and it leads to the big blow up between yeah. Duke and Griff. They get into a big fight, um, and uh, the picture of Danny rips in half. Yeah. During the fight, and yeah. Duke just kind of loses it. He pushes his brother down, smashes um, the the picture of his parents, the yes. wedding picture. It smashes on the ground. Um, and he gets really upset and even runs out to the, um, fire escape. Yep. Right. So then Duke comes out and he's like, what's going on? I need you to tell me what's going on. And then they have a heart to heart about how they miss, they both miss their parents and that Duke's the only family that they have that he has. So it was, it was great. It was a great little breakthrough moment for both of them as the only remaining siblings. Yeah. Um, so then Duke agrees to come to the graduation. I just have to stop for a second before we talk about the graduation because, um, what I noticed, like Duke takes his brother Griff to a restaurant to just talk it oh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. And the conversation they have, like, you see the great chemistry between Neil Hope and Dave James, yep. the, the two actors, which is why it makes me think, okay, they really, I'm guessing that, you know, Kit and Linda really liked the fact that there was such great chemistry between those two actors, which is probably why they brought him back, uh, you know, Dave James, that's the name of the actor. Uh, in his greatest Duke. role. They brought him back to be in his greatest role. <laughs> uh, Mike from Mike and the Drifters. Yeah, yeah. He wheels his biological father. Which, by the way, I don't know if we should tell everyone, but I may have tracked him down. Oh. We'll see. Keep posting. We'll see. We'll see. It would be really cool if we can get him on the podcast. Just, <laughs> anyone knows him, let us know. Yeah, totally. So, anyways, back to um, the end of this episode. Yeah, so... It's graduation. Pre-Miss Avery, Miss Gonzalez, is handing out diplomas. And Griff is not there yet. Griff is not there. And everyone's Everyone's, wondering. Everyone's dressed to their best. Lisa has her bad perm. Uh, Connie and Rachel are wearing the same dresses that you see previously in the Kids of Degrassi. And Martin is the Martin episode, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, no, everyone's dressed up. And she's handing out the um, diplomas. And you see that there is no Griff. So it makes you think, uh-oh. Wait a minute. He didn't grab. Then graduated. the door opens. The door opens. Guess who comes in? And? Griffin Duke. It's Griffin Duke. So Griff's so chuffed. He comes up. He goes and gets his diploma. And then uh, Duke fist pumps for fist his brother. Fist pumps! He looks so yeah. great. He's like, has, he? I mean, he still has the mullet that he had in Degrassi High. Or sorry, Degrassi Junior High. Um, but... Yeah, he's he's fist pumping and he's That's wearing right. like a suit jacket too. He's a nice looking like seventies looking he's suit looking jacket. Good. Um, oh, Pete looks just like Pee Wee Herman. Oh yeah, so that's he's his wearing red bow tie yeah. and stuff. But that was probably before Strange. Pee Wee Herman became popular. Maybe. I'm guessing, so maybe that's why he did. I don't yeah. know. So in it, so then it ends kind of with them graduating at a part. At they have like a little bit of a party. Yes, and Duke is hot. He's hot for Mrs. Gonzalez. He's hot for teacher. He's hot for teacher. He's like, why didn't they have teachers like that when I was a kid? Right. Yeah. So then again, the whole message of like Duke was scared of school. Maybe that's where Griff was getting it from. But the reason why it's called Griff Gets a Hand is because he does. Um, And it ends as all uh, grade eight dances. No, grade six dances do. uh, Some stairway to heaven dancing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Lisa and Griff slow dance together, and then Duke and Mrs. Gonzalez slow dance together. Yeah, and nice. uh, who knows what happened after that. Yeah, yeah. and so that's the last episode of uh, Kids of the Grassy Street. That's how it ends. It's uh, so watch it. You got, it's really in, it's really interesting. Um, it's a cool piece of Toronto history too. When you're watching it, mm-hmm. it's just made me like completely nostalgic for things in my childhood. Um, but yeah, watch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, All right. right. 
So we are going to move on and just do one little last segment here on our podcast. Um, we are going to start a new segment, which we hope to continue in the future. And what are yeah. we calling it? <laughs> From the Degrassi Library. Okay, so we're acting like we are uh, we are in a library or we have a library and the only thing that's in it is Degrassi books. That's it. So you might know that, I don't know if everybody's aware of the books that Degrassi put out. Um, Ira had some of the books. Katie has all the books. I have all of them, but the BLT book. Oh. So if anyone out there listening to our podcast is nice enough <laughs> to like mail me the BLT book, that would complete my collection. So I remember going, so the first thing that Katie and I talked about was I remember because I had the Spike book wanting to know about the sex scene mm-hmm. as I did in any books, which was cool that uh, when we were talking earlier about the Harlequin romance novels too. Yeah. First thing we went to is sex yeah. scenes. And then we realized that the Shane, the, the sex scene, the only time they had sex uh, in the Shane book is very different than uh, Spike's version and Spike's book. Yeah. So Katie's going to read Shane's part and I'm going to read Spike's version of, of the sex scene. Okay. So this comes from Shane. Just be careful, his mom said. We don't want you getting into any trouble. So Shane went off to the party, and boy, did he get into trouble. At the time, though, he was sure it was the best night of his life. Because that night, Shane McKay lost his virginity. He could barely remember how it happened. They both seemed drunk with excitement. And when Shane pulled Spike into one of the bedrooms, she let him. They didn't say a word to each other. One thing led to another. Then he was inside her. It was an incredibly weird feeling. He had no self-control, and it was over within seconds. But at the time, that didn't matter. What mattered was he'd done it. Okay. So, Spike's version goes like this. They're at Lucy's parents' house in a party. Shane was holding my hand. He led me down to a hall to an empty bedroom. It must have been Lucy's parents' room. The bed was wide and neatly made. A lamp on one of the bedside tables was on, and one of her father's suit coats was hanging on the closet door. Shane hesitated for a moment, and I was so touched that he was scared too, that I let him inside and gently closed the door behind us. Shane looked me right in the eyes, and we both locked the door. We both turned and looked at the bed. He sat on the edge, and I sat down beside him. We kissed. We could still hear music and laughing through the walls. I think it made me feel secure, knowing that even though we were alone, people were close. It was a wonderful long kiss. Halfway through, we both lay on the bed, our legs still dangling over the edge. We wiggled up onto the bed and kissed again. It felt great. My head was spinning. After a while, Shane wanted me to take off my blouse. I turned out the lamp and slipped it over my head. I don't know why I did it, but it did. But I did feel safe and happy. I was also a bit embarrassed, lying there half naked, but it was dark and Shane hadn't said or done anything to make me feel uncomfortable. It was exciting in a way, daring. I felt kind of funny, like you do when you're sitting on a roller coaster waiting for it to start. Sweaty and queasy, scared and happy all at the same time, but roller coasters are safe. They look dangerous, but they're not, really. Even though I felt the same in bed with Shane, it turned out to be completely different. Shane pushed my bra up and squeezed one of my breasts. It didn't bother me, but I felt ridiculous. My bra was tangled up and around my neck, practically choking me. It didn't make me feel romantic, so I pulled my bra back on. Then I kissed Shane so he'd know I wasn't angry. He didn't seem to mind. He just laid his head against my bra and rubbed one hand across my stomach in a way that made me even more excited than when when he played with my bare breasts. Besides, I was glad he wasn't mad at me. I knew what we were doing was dangerous, but it was pretty hard to see how anything bad could come from feeling so good and so close to somebody. Shane's hand moved from my stomach to one of my legs. He ran the tip of his fingers along my leg, higher and higher. I didn't stop him. He scrunched my shirt up and then, before I knew what was happening, he slipped one hand inside my underpants. I gasped and tried to move his hand, but he didn't stop. I thought that when he took, I put my bra back on, he'd understand that nothing else would happen. I knew that I went to the party, I was ready to do something more than kiss, but I wanted anything we did to be what we both wanted. Sometimes in old movies, the screen goes all fuzzy when people start to make love. Birds chirp and flowers bloom. And even though nothing happens on screen, there's a mood, a feeling. I wanted to find that feeling and I did for a while. When we were just hugging and kissing, everything was great. There was passion, there was romance, and then we couldn't stop. I wish Erica hadn't knocked on the door just a little little earlier, but she didn't. Just as she knocked, Shane thrust himself inside me. I stifled a cry. Spike called Erica. Heather and I are leaving. You gonna come? 
I heard her turn the doorknob. Shane pulled out of me and scrambled into his pants. I pulled on my underpants and he slid my, I slid my blouse over my head. Hey, what's the big idea locking the door? I could tell Erica was trying to listen now. Spike, come on, guys. What are you doing in there? Nothing. I yelled. Yeah, just talking. Ooh. Crazy, right? So this is, I think it was really good to teach kids that, you know, it doesn't take, you know, more than five seconds. And I love how his was, and I love his was, oh yeah, I lost my virginity. And hers was like, I described walls. Every I described this. And that's why, sorry, that went a little bit longer than I thought, but it was just the way that, okay, well, I want to get laid. And then Spike's like, well, wait a minute, this is a total moment. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we're going to continue this. We're going to find some more, um, some more kind of. In the brains of the Degrassi characters in these in these books, yeah. and we'll share it with you. The like, the one of well, many of them are actually written by Susan Susan Nielsen, who um, was actually also one of the extras in Degrassi Junior yeah. High. She played um, the caretaker Luella, so she actually wrote a number of the books as well as a number of the episodes too. Um, and yeah, yeah, no, I'm excited. Read I'm them. excited to read them all. Yeah. Yeah. I was re- reading uh, Wheels on the Beach last week. It was yeah. fun. Wheels it was good. Beach. All right, guys. All right. Thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining in, uh, having another cottage experience with us. Yes. It's time for us now to go to the beach. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Bye.